Hello, my name is Devin Blankenbiller, and welcome to the Going Deeper podcast. Uh, This is the weekly podcast that propels us to go deeper into the bedrock of God's Word so that one, we can understand what God's Word is saying, and two, we can attach our lives fully to it. It's our heart's desire that in this time of pandemic and just struggles as a nation, that as things are shaking, that we would not be shaken because we are attached to the foundation of God's Word. And so if this podcast has been encouraging to you, we just want to encourage you to share it, um, put a review, uh, give us a comment, give us any feedback. That would all be helpful to us as we just go further along with this. So um, we've been journeying through uh, John's Gospel on Sunday, and we've been using this podcast also to go deeper into the book of John. And before we go further, I just want to share again, what is John's Gospel all about Um I really believe that the big idea of John's gospel is all about helping people to see the glory of Christ. John 1.14, we talked about a couple weeks ago, sums up what it's all about. Uh, It says, uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, Jesus' glory, this only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Listen, it's not just about Jesus, it's about seeing the glory of Jesus. Uh, when was the last time you experienced something glorious? Um, maybe it was a, a sunset, right? That it was just like, wow, that was glorious. Or you went to a concert or a performance of some sort and it was glorious. Maybe you had dessert and it tastes amazing and you're like, mmm, that's glorious, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways that we, uh, we just experience glory, right? And, and when we come to John's gospel, we see Jesus' grace and it's glorious, right? We see Jesus' truth, it's glorious. We see his love, it is just completely glorious, and, uh, and as we read today in John uh, chapter 1, we're going to see more of Jesus' glory. Before we read the passage today, let me start you with a question. Um, if you had to write down five people who you are closest with, uh, who would you write down? Who would be your top five people on this earth that you are closest with? Um, my guess is probably a spouse, maybe someone you're in a relationship with, a parent, a child, a good friend, maybe a coworker. Um, and maybe they're on the list because they're related. Maybe they're on the list because they share a house with you. Uh, maybe it's because you spend a lot of time with them, but most likely those five people really know you well. Um, see, I believe that an authentic relationship is a relationship where, uh, the people actually know who we are, right? I mean, that's what an authentic relationship is. It isn't someone we pretend to have a relationship with. It isn't someone that we have to try to be someone else. We have to be fake about it. But an authentic relationship is someone who sees me or I see them. And even though we see exactly who we both are, good and bad, we still accept them. We still want to have a relationship with them. That's authentic. And today we're talking about Jesus who sees me. Jesus who sees me. And we're going to read John 1, 47 to 51. If you want to either follow along or listen here, John 1, 47 to 51. And this is what it says. It says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him. And he said, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. 
Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Wow. So where's the glory? Where do we see the glory of Jesus in this? Well, we see it because Jesus knows all things, right? Jesus is uh, omniscient. That's just a big word that he knows all things, right? He comes into Nathaniel, right? He looks into his heart. He looks into his soul. He sees this true Israelite, right? There's no deceit in him. Nathaniel's like, how do you possibly know that? He goes even further. He's like, hey, before Philip even came to you, I saw you where you were sitting under a fig tree, right? And, and Nathaniel has this like mind-blowing moment with Jesus, where basically he recognizes that he's the son of God. He sees the glory for who he is. And this it's not just in this passage. It's, it's through all the accounts of Jesus and the Gospels. We see that Jesus is all-knowing, right? I mean, whether we see it, you know, um, in Matthew 12, after uh, he heals a man from demons and, and the Pharisees are judging Jesus and they think that he's the king of the demons and, and, and Jesus, it says he perceives their thoughts. Uh, whether we see it with the woman at the well where he knows how many husbands the woman had, right? Uh, maybe it's John 13 where Jesus knows that Judas is going to betray him and says there's a betrayer among us. Or maybe it's on John, even John 21, right, when he, he calls Simon Peter and he says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And, and Simon's grieved and, and Simon says, Jesus, you know all things that after spending three years with Jesus, Peter recognizes that Jesus knows all things. How does Jesus know all things? Because again, Jesus is God, right? How does Jesus know all things? Because he was the word, capital W, that became flesh. He was the one who always existed that became flesh. And he knows it all. And on top of knowing it all, he knows you. And he knows me. And he sees you. And he sees me. And this is the, the, the application that we want to make today. I just want to make two points of application. One is that, that Jesus sees both our doing and our being. Jesus sees our doing and our being. So first we look at how Jesus sees Nathaniel's doing, right? I mean, when we think of Jesus seeing us, it's easy for us sometimes to think of all the bad things that God has seen us do, right? Sometimes that's where our mind goes. I know that I can really overwhelm myself with guilt uh, in, in my imperfections. Um, but I loved how Jesus comes to Nathaniel, right? And he doesn't point out Nathaniel's flaws. Nathaniel has had flaws. He wasn't perfect. But he said, here is someone, here's an Israelite, a true Israelite with no deceit. Here's someone who's in the word, knows the word, who studies God's word, and he has no deceit, right? Listen, we know we are not saved by good works, right? We know God's word confirms over and over again. We are saved by grace, saved by grace alone, only through Jesus Christ. But it's easy sometimes then to overlook that God does see our good works, right? That that when we go to serve God in any way, that God does see that, right? When we live in an honorable way, according to God's word, he sees it, right? When we're forgiving someone, he sees it. When we're showing love to someone where no one else loves them, he sees it, right? When we get to serve others, God sees that, right? When we take time to help someone in need, he sees it. When we give, he sees it. He sees it all. 
And, and, and that we need to know that. We need to be reminded of that. It's easy to start wanting to give up and doing good work sometimes, right? And serving God. Galatians 6, 9 shouts to us. It says, don't become weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And, and some, you know, sometimes it's hard. It's, it's so hard to keep doing the good things that God calls us to. It's, it's easy to just say, let's just throw in the towel. Don't. God sees what we're doing, we're not alone in it, right? Especially with a season of the virus right now, it's easy to shrink back and say, oh, I can't serve God as he wants me to. It's easy right now. Maybe you don't like some decisions that are being made. Maybe you're frustrated with the world right now. It's easy for us to just shrink back, get so focused on that. We we stop doing the good things that God's called us to do. Maybe even we've gotten a hard medical report and it's easy to shrink back and not do the good things God's called us to do. Listen, let me say it again. Do not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. It keeps going on to say, so if we have an opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially in the household of faith. Jesus saw Nathaniel's doing, his good doing, and, 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 uh, and he sees ours. Second thing he saw was he saw Nathaniel's being. What do I mean when I say he saw his being? Well, remember, Nathaniel's like, how do you know me, right? And, and he says, before Philip called you, you were under the fig tree and I saw you. Now, on the surface, we can read this, right? And many times when I read this before, it's like, Jesus saw and knew exactly where Philip was right before he came to Philip, right? And before Philip came to him, and, and so he knew where he was. But when you study a little bit, pull out commentary, right? Dig a little deeper, which is what this podcast is all about. Is there any significance of him sitting under a fig tree? Why is it a fig tree? Why didn't he just say he saw him sitting under a tree or he saw him resting or anything like that? I mean, was he just sitting under a fig tree, drinking coffee? What was this all about, right? Well, a fig tree to Israelites represented peace. Many, many, there were fig trees all around and they were a sign of peace. There were also a place where people would go to rest and to pray and to study. Micah 4.4 4 says, But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one should make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Again, this fig tree is this very leafy and shady uh, tree, right? And it was custom in that time for people to sit and meditate under its branches, right? They didn't necessarily have an air-conditioned closet to go pray in, so many people would sit under the fig tree. No doubt that Nathaniel was under the tree praying on that day before, right? That he was trusting God, praying that the, that God would fulfill his promises, right? Seeking God. And so when Jesus says, Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree, what Jesus is saying, I see you've been crying out to me. I see what you've been seeking. I see that you're praying. I know what's in your heart. I don't know just see what you're doing, but I know what's in the depth of your heart. And I ask you to grab hold of this, that we don't just see that Jesus understands what we've done, but he knows us. He knows our innermost thoughts. He knows our, our prayer, right? He knows what we're wrestling with in those times of silence when we come to him, right? That when we pray, that we can just have this big idea that, that Jesus sees our heart in those times of prayer. It's very easy sometimes when we pray to feel like we're alone. It's very easy time, sometimes when we pray to say, God, is this making a difference? Times when we're studying God's word, God, do you see, do you care at all? You know, I think it's interesting. Jesus doesn't come to Nathaniel and just say, hey, not only Nathaniel, I see that you're no deceit, but I see that you're a hardworking fisherman or you're a hardworking tax collector or whatever he was. But instead, he says, I saw you under the fig tree. 
I saw you waiting on me. I saw your what the, the meditations of your heart were in that time. And I want to encourage us today to recognize that Jesus sees when we're being quiet, when we're just being with Jesus, that he truly is with us. As we close today, let me just end with how this passage comes to a close in verse 51. Basically, Nathaniel recognizes in that moment the glory of God, right? Uh, he goes on to say, truly, you are the son of God, king of Israel. He basically commits to following him. Jesus said, just because you saw me, I said you saw under the fig tree. Uh, he's like, you're going to see more of my glory. And he makes this statement and he says to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. First of all, Jesus says, truly, truly, whenever you see truly, truly in the Bible, especially by Jesus, you see it on multiple accounts. Jesus is making sure of the fact that this is going to happen. I'm overemphasizing this is the truth, right? And, and this picture of heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending, it's re, he's referring back to Genesis 28, 12, where Joseph has this vision of this ladder, this stairway to heaven, right? And angels coming down, angels going up, right? This, this moment of, of heaven and earth coming together. And Jesus is fulfilling that, right? Jesus being God's son and coming down to earth, right? He's fulfilling the you know, what Jacob saw in Genesis, that, that a doorway is opening, a way to God is being opened through Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus could be meaning that Philip, I mean, that Nathaniel is literally going to see the glory of God come upon Jesus, like in the transfiguration when they all went up to a mountain and they, they saw Jesus transform in front of him and he was glorified. Maybe it was that. Um, maybe he, what he meant was um, that they saw his glory and they're going to see his glory when Jesus ascended to heaven after he rose again. So maybe this meant the transfiguration when, when Jesus went up to a mountain and he transformed and he became filled with the glory of God and, and they saw God's glory and they saw a voice from heaven. Uh, it could refer to that, some theologians think that. Maybe this meant uh, the moment after Jesus rose again from the dead and he lived for 40 days on earth yet and then there's a time they went up to the Mount of Olives and he literally ascended to heaven and angel came down and spoke to disciples. Maybe that was the moment. Uh, maybe he's referring even to Jesus returning in the end times, right? When Jesus comes in the second coming full of glory that, and it says every eye is going to see it, that, that that's what Jesus is referring to. But as much as it could be one of those events, those literal events, uh, I think it's just the fact that Jesus is on earth and Jesus, everywhere Jesus went, he was opening a door to heaven. That everywhere Jesus encountered someone, did a miracle, uh, opened people's eyes to the, the truth and the glory of God, that, that heaven was being opened, that the scripture was being fulfilled, that Jesus was establishing relationships with God, that through Jesus, right, this, he is the mediator between men and God. He's that ladder. He's that way for us to have a relationship with God the Father. Without him, we don't have that, right? It says in 2 Corinthians, there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And we need to always remember that. And so listen, Jesus Christ, right, he sees us, right? He knows us and he brings us then to the Father. So let's take a moment to close in prayer today. God, I thank you again for your word. And I thank you that you see us and that you know us. You see the good works that we do. And, and more importantly, you see just who we are and you see the innermost being of our hearts. And 
we can come and we can dwell with you. And when we sit and we wait for you, Lord, you, you see us in those moments. And Jesus, I, I pray for someone who feels alone right now. I pray for someone who doesn't know if you see us, Lord. Maybe I pray, I pray too, maybe for the person who just feels overcome with guilt, Lord, that you would just recognize that, hey, God, uh, that they would know, God, you see me. And that we would, we would be reminded of that today, Lord. And that as we know that you see us, Lord, that we would keep waiting on you. We would get time in your word. That we'd keep doing the works that you called us to do. That we would not give up in doing good deeds, Lord. That, and that we would keep going and telling the message to people uh, that need to hear that there is a way uh, to God the Father. And that is through the Son, Jesus Christ. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that that was an encouragement to you. Please take time to share it with someone. Give us a review. Give us some feedback. That'd be helpful to us. And as always, remember, uh, keep going deep into the bedrock of God's word. Amen.